0: Computer initialize Hollow Sweet. Hollow Media. Who are you? And what the hell are you
1: doing to my crew?
0: Thank you for joining us on The Janeway, the Voyager podcast where my dapper co-host Liam Smart and I, Suzanne Williamson, take a look at Voyager episodes to determine whether our favorite captain has approached things in the right way, the wrong way. Or the Jane Way.
1: Before we get started with the episode today, why not give us a follow on Twitter at the Jane Underscore Way, and also join our Facebook community for our listeners called the Nexus, where you can discuss this episode and episodes of all of the other new shows that we have on Holosuite Media, including new episodes of Open Channel, our Star Trek community podcast. Suzanne, am I dapper?
0: You are dapper, quite dapper.
1: Oh, well, I'll I'll take that, even though I don't fully understand the definition. I always thought a dapper meant I had to wear a suit.
0: No, just charming and well put together. Okay,
1: I'll take that. <laughs> How are you?
0: I'm doing better. How are you?
1: I Yeah, I'm pretty good. We haven't seen each other for a month because of our recording problems. Yes. Or should I say recording your recording problems.
0: problems. <laughs> Sickness, loss of power. Yeah. Just so, everything yes, snowballed.
1: Exactly. We're recording this two days after this episode was due to air. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Which is okay. I mean, the problem is because um, you're in America and I'm in Australia weekends are really the only time that we can actually do this so
0: can i join you in australia i don't want to be here anymore
1: you can it's coming up to summer it's a nice day it's humid out there today and a bit wet but it's warm so we're getting there come on summer
0: and we're getting into fall
1: yeah sucked in I it's don't finally want to be not humid yeah your your uh, your winter would suck
0: well not so much here it's just cold and wet
1: yeah sucks
0: yeah i wish we got snow though that would be nice
1: no well move to somewhere where it's like minus 15 or something gross go to canada
0: i would if they'd let us in but nobody's letting us anywhere
1: oh i mean everyone should not let you (laughs) and most of you anywhere anyway to be (laughs) honest
0: i kind of agree with that
1: (laughs) so what are we doing today suzanne
0: Well, I don't know if you are aware, but there was a Discovery trailer that was dropped recently.
1: There was?
0: Yes. There was.
1: It looks very good. I'm very much looking forward to it. And it should be out in, what, three or four weeks?
0: Three weeks? Something like that? Oh my gosh, so soon. But not soon enough.
1: Not soon enough. Well, we've still got Lower Decks to finish, so still got new star trek which is what anyone wants
0: i can't believe that's almost over
1: i know i'm gonna
0: be so sad i'm enjoying it it's great
1: i love it (laughs) it's very funny so why are we talking though about a discovery trailer on a star trek voyager podcast
0: because we can and (laughs) we (laughs) will and you will listen (laughs) please listen Well, I had been seeing online and on Twitter some different theories about what the burn was, mm-hmm. and I brought to your attention that a lot of people were saying it had to do with the Omega Particle.
1: Oh, I love the Omega Directive episode. It's one of my favorite Voyager episodes.
0: It is a good one, and I can understand why people are thinking that, because just,
1: just by makes what said sense. about the
0: burn- it does.
1: This makes perfect sense. So why why does it make perfect sense though? Yeah. So we see yeah. in so obviously as fans of Voyager, Suzanne, and I have probably seen the Omega Directive about a hundred times.
0: About that, yeah, just approximately.
1: <laughs> so in the Omega Directive, we see that we see in the Omega Directive that a semi-primitive race has been trying to create an un, unstable, or sorry, a self-sustaining power source or an unlimited power source by using what's called the Omega molecule. But unfortunately, Mm -hmm. something becomes incredibly unstable with the Omega Molecule and it destroys things. So, oh, well, no, tell a lie. Repeat that. (laughs) It is contained on the planet and they need to destroy it. Otherwise, the Omega Molecule could destroy subspace for light years around it. And we know that that occurred in the Alpha Quadrant at the Lantaru Mm -hmm. Sector whereby no one's allowed to go there, but it's destroyed subspace around that sector as well. Yes. So it does have great correlation to Star Trek Discovery's trailer for season three. Mm
0: -hmm. And I can totally see Kirsten Beyer having somewhat of a hand in that.
1: Oh, gosh, yeah. I mean, she's she's one of the main writers of the show, and we all know Kirsten Beyer's love for, for Voyager.
0: And the wonderful Voyager novels that she has written.
1: Yes, which I'm still only halfway through full circle. <laughs> I've got no time. You have no to get time. finished.
0: To, the last one comes out in October.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it means I've just got years of books because I mean, it's taken me four months to read so far. I'm so slow at reading, oh my and goodness. I've got so much things, to, so many things to do.
0: You're such a busy man. I <sighs> know,
1: oh, but the Omega molecule. So we know that it's incredibly unstable yes
0: volatile
1: yes very very volatile and we know that it can only stay stable for one trillionth of a nanosecond which is 10 to the minus 21 seconds yeah 10 to the minus 21 seconds
0: which is how quickly my toddler can destroy the living room
1: <laughs> your toddler is the Omega molecule he is. he's <laughs> Omega <laughs> Oh, if I ever have a kid, I might name their middle name Omega just for that purpose.
0: First name Alpha?
1: No, no, no. He won't be the beginning. He'll be the end. (laughs) end of my sanity. (laughs) If I ever get a child, that is. Um, (laughs) Omega can be mined from a really, really rare ore called Boronite, which Mm -hmm. we know is available in certain areas of the Alpha Quadrant. One thing about Omega, though, is that the Borg... Also have an obsession with it.
0: Dun 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 so So the Borg caused the burn.
1: Well, I don't think the Borg caused the burn. That's not necessarily my thought, the process no. behind it. Okay. I think the Borg well, we don't obviously know what's going to happen with the Borg, and I do hope they leave the Borg alone for Discovery Season Three, because we've had yes. bits of Borg in Picard Season One, so we don't we don't mm-hmm. need more Borg. And you know, we don't know what happened to them after Janeway destroyed certain things in Endgame. That is true. Another bit about the Borg and the Omega molecule, they call it uh, Particle 010, and it's something that they first learned about from Species 262. Now, Species 262 very specifically said in their sort of like myth about something that Omega can burn the sky
0: which would which perfectly tie in to why they're calling it the burn
1: yes it's like somebody's gone on to memory alpha and was like oh yeah the burn <laughs> burns the sky <laughs> so yeah so I mean like there's there's many many things in the discovery trailer that you can link it to so if there's no that is true communication or no traveling between planets because if planets are cut off or there's no communication because things can't travel faster than the speed of light because subspace is destroyed well what do we know that's destroyed subspace before the omega molecule so that would single-handedly bring down a federation of planets because if you can't travel to them and you can't say what's happening between them things are going to break down like imagine if you were you know on vulcan and then you're suddenly cut off from What's a planet far enough away? Bajor, for example. And then you've got the wormhole at Deep Space Nine, which I'm assuming is, well, I'm not going to assume Deep Space Nine exists, but the wormhole at Bajor mm-hmm. probably still exists, and Bajor is probably a powerhouse by now. But if Vulcan and Bajor are cut off, or Bajor and Andoria, or Andoria to Tela, like things aren't going to be stable for the Federation yeah. anymore, and that would bring things down single-handedly.
0: Do you think it's definitely some isolationist type society that has been messing with this, perhaps the Romulans or some other isolationist anti getting involved with other people? Standard
1: isolationist xenophobic alien race that destroys and makes everyone else by themselves.
0: Yeah. They're like, oops, my bad.
1: (laughs) I mean, that would be good. I I really don't want it to be an end of civilization, end of the world kind of Mm -hmm. plot that we've had before in both seasons of Discovery. I mean, as as mm-hmm. listeners know, I used to be on, or may know, used to be on a discovery podcast over on the other network. The, the Thou shall not be named. Uh, <laughs> s- the I've I've frequently said I don't like the end of the end of something or all destruction of everything kind of storyline. So it will be interesting to see this is a more hopeful mm-hmm. sort of. Thing, but something needs to have occurred, and somebody would either have done it maliciously, or it could have been a complete accident. And I kind of hope it's just an accident. I really do.
0: So, with Discovery showing up with their spore drive, that could help bridge the gap between everyone that's cut off, since they don't have to rely on on a warp propulsion.
1: Yeah, well, the spore drive would be able to provide some form of travel that is not using standard subspace. So whilst they may not be able to communicate through the mycelial network, or we'll probably find that they can, the mycelial network is like a discrete part of subspace that isn't destroyed by Omega, potentially. So they'll be able to go through that. Although as long as they still deal with the JARCEP and what that does, unless the JARSEP destroyed them, maybe, I don't know. Ugh, I didn't even
0: think of that.
1: Mm. But that's it, it just makes sense. And if it's not... There's, there's a lot of things that just fall into place with the whole Omega Molecule being something that affects Season 3 of Discovery. Because you look at it mm-hmm. and they've always said that it's going to be a more hopeful season. You've got the Omega Molecule isn't something that is malicious in itself. It's just a very unstable molecule. Somebody could have just, you know, had a huge accident like we've said. The whole being cut off from each other and the Federation Mm -hmm. shrinking, that can be caused by loss of subspace, not being able to create a stable warp field. The whole idea of not being able to communicate as well because you can't go through subspace. And then the fact that Discovery and Michael Burnham is the thing that can save the Federation because they would be the ones to be able to jump around because they've got the spore drive. And let's Mm -hmm. face it, the spore drive at the end of Season 2 was stricken from history as such because it was, you know, not made... Um, what's the word? What's the word I want to use, Suzanne? It was uh, silenced. Oh, gosh. Oh, what's the word?
0: I can't think of the word. Classified. I just went
1: classified. Yeah. There Thank we go. You. So, yeah, the sport drive was classified. Nobody in 3188 would know anything about it at all.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not like they left a manual lying around. Yeah, it's like, here's the sport drive. So- <laughs> Ta-da.
1: So it would also be very interesting to see if they could legitimize the spore drive for use in 3188. I think that's the year mm-hmm. it's in. Because <laughs> people would be like, oh, the spore drive is such a dumb concept. Well, you know what? A thousand years in the future, they probably need it.
0: But how do you think the Short treks episode Calypso would tie into that?
1: No, I I've stricken that from my memory. I don't like that episode. You've stricken
0: it. Okay. So then we won't talk about it.
1: Well, no, no, no. We can talk about it. See, the idea with Calypso is that you just don't know whether it was a 1,000 years in the future from 2150-something. No, 2250-something mm-hmm. or 60-something. I don't know. Mid-23rd <laughs> century. Or if it's a 1,000 years from 3188. You just don't know.
0: Do you think subspace? the subspace damage – that has possibly happened from pos- a possible omega particle. Do you think that could be mended or repaired in some way?
1: Well, I don't know because didn't didn't that dude that fell in love with the ship warp off at the end of Calypso? Yes. So yes, he did. W- what's happening there? Is it in a pocket of uh, or an area where subspace isn't destroyed? Is it an area? that they fixed like you just don't know that's why i just don't think calypso yeah. and sometimes i don't think some of these short treks should be even though they are considered canon we shouldn't look at them
0: as part so of so
1: strongly because the whole concept of calypso was just a man falling in love with a spaceship
0: stranger things have happened
1: that's true we are going to hopefully get a talking can yes
0: make that cat talk
1: well that's it, I saw on I saw on Twitter as well and I'm not gonna be able to remember who did it, but the fact that so many people are gonna lose their shit when we found out that the or we find out, sorry, that the universal translator can translate meowing. I think it would be
0: I, I freaking hilarious. Mind.
1: I would be I would be oh, like oh, and that mind. better be like the sassiest cat, like more sassier than Doctor Ta'ana in Lower Decks. Oh yeah. <laughs> Oh she's
0: pretty darn sassy too. Yeah. So I I do
1: I do feel that the Omega Directive is a very very good call mm-hmm. by the online Twitterverse. For Star Trek, I do also remember reading one day in the long distant past that there was an animated series that was going to occur in 2006 that they were trying to create. Which was based off of something that happened with the Omega molecule destroying subspace in the Alpha and Beta quadrants.
0: I had no idea about that.
1: Yeah, it's supposed to be called Star Trek Frontier or something like that, according to oh, no. what I read on Memory Alpha a while ago when I was like binging my way back through.
0: Binging your way through Memory Alpha?
1: No, 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 binging my way through. I Boy do H-A.
0: not recommend that.
1: No, 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 don't. I, despite being stuck <laughs> in a very specific Wikipedia hole,
0: let me out. <laughs>
1: So, I mean, if, if we can get the Omega Molecule in Discovery, I think it would just be like a one great big FU to other Star Trek shows to be like, look at this. This is built off of Voyager.
0: Why can not they build something off of Captain Proton?
1: That would make a good short trek.
0: That would make an amazing short trek. <laughs>
1: Oh. So it'd just be very interesting to see. I'm looking forward to it. I'm fully subscribed to the Omega Molecule thing. The first time I saw it, I'm like, oh, this just fits in so many ways. Stick that Omega molecule in the in there.
0: That that would be cool, but that was not
1: my immediate thought. No? What was your immediate thought?
0: My immediate thought on seeing the trailer was that it was something that started in Picard. The synths from the other oh, dimension. No,
1: no, no, that's no. where my brain went. Oh, okay. Explain it, but I'm gonna hate it.
0: I I don't like it myself, but that's where it went. I was like, oh yeah, because now the those synthetic beings know that other synths are here and they're being, I guess, oppressed is what they would think, because communication was just cut off. <laughs> So I'm thinking they just keep trying to get here. And then when they do, they just start wiping things out. I don't know. It's not a very good thought. I really don't want to see that happen. I'd rather it tie into Voyager and not Picard. But since I had watched Picard recently, that's immediately where my brain went.
1: Yeah. See, my brain did go there before the whole concept of the burn. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, it would make sense to try and somehow loosely connect Picard and Discovery just because of a marketing perspective. But, oh, yeah. God, if, that, if that's what happens and it's like, oh, control is in the future, blah, 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 I will, uh, I will be annoyed.
0: Oh, gosh, what if control is the synthetic thing?
1: Oh, that's what I thought about Picard. Picard.
0: I didn't think that. I thought it was just like some other dimension, you know, like in Bride of Chaotica, we had those aliens from another dimension.
1: Oh, yeah. Invaders from the something dimension. <laughs> I don't remember. dimensional beings. <laughs> yeah, so I think it would be an interesting thing. I really hope it's not what you said, Suzanne. Sorry. Your idea sucks. (laughs) Oh, I I, know. I don't
0: want that to happen. My idea does suck. So please, (laughs) please be related to the Omega directive.
1: I'd rather suck on Omega instead. Sorry.
0: (laughs) Suck it.
1: So there's a very brief overview of what we think about the Discovery trailer and Star Trek Voyager's connection to it. I think it will be good if they don't it would be interesting to see something that's completely separate. Well, I think that would be cool. Do you think anything, because we're so far ahead of where things occurred in Relativity, the episode Relativity, do you reckon anything mm-hmm. will come into play from the temporal police?
0: Oh, I would love for the time cops to show up. I always look out for the time cops. <laughs> time cops, time cops. Well, what you gonna do?
1: What you gonna do when they erase you? <laughs> <laughs> Or the Krenim could come and like time <gasps> time everything all over, and they could do that. But then again, they wouldn't remember what happened, would they?
0: That would be insane.
1: You got Kurtwood Smith come back. <laughs> I mean, this is like <laughs> and a thousand. before he
0: before he makes everything erase, he says
1: jackass. <laughs> Just- <laughs> could you imagine that? What other things could uh, can uh, show up? Do you reckon from Voyager that could have some sort of play?
0: Uh, the, the Dragon's Teeth, um... Oh, the Vardwar People. Vardwar. yeah.
1: Weren't they like pretty much, I can't remember what happened
0: at the end of Dragon's Teeth now, it's been a while. They all sort of dispersed into their tunnels, and we never saw or heard from them again. Which was a
1: shame in its own right. What do you reckon they could do, though? They were pretty powerful, weren't they, back in the day They were,
0: they were extremely smart.
1: Or... I mean, I'm always going to come back to these buttes of an alien, but the Voth, imagine if the Voth are like, oh, I'm coming back to the Alpha Quadrant. <laughs> We've been away for millions of years, but now it's time to take back our ancestral home.
0: <laughs> that would be funny. <laughs>
1: but can you imagine, like, what their makeup would look like now? Or basically by, like, Hadrosaur Linus.
0: Possibly Linus is a Hadrosaur in disguise.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, that's it. You've called it. We've got another Vogue scenario. <laughs> <laughs> it's all linus everything is linus they took him to the future he was the one he's been controlling it all or we could all find out sense. who future guy is maybe as well <gasps> imagine if future guy from enterprise showed up in discovery oh now we're getting off to like way oh, big wow. tangents
0: that could tie so many things together
1: though could you imagine it could actually tie everything from like 2150 all the way to 3180 people's heads would explode they probably would I think people's head was explode if it actually turns out to be a mega, anyway.
0: They probably will, and I wish they were better at keeping things under wraps.
1: I don't think they have though. Like, I haven't done a bad job of it because if you look at it this way, we as Star Trek fans are very obsessive over knowing a lot about we are storylines. <laughs> so we've taken what was a trailer of very minimal things and the burn and mm-hmm. n- being cut off. To creating a whole theory about it being a mega,
0: but we were a- we were also able to suss out the whole Valk, Ash Tyler thing too.
1: Yeah, that was a really poor, poorly kept secret though. But in terms of Discovery Season Three trailer, they've not alluded to anything about it being a mega. know. But we've we've managed to like fit in a lot of that trailer into how a mega would work. So I mean, we could be way ah. way off, and that Kirsten by could just be sitting there going, ha. You idiots.
0: <laughs> She's giggling. <laughs> yeah.
1: But or we could be 100% correct and I would be 1 billion percent down for a Voyager storyline from 1999 mm-hmm. or whatever it was to be forwarded through into a 2020 2021 show.
0: Maybe I just need to stay away from social media because while I love the idea, I would have liked to have seen it unfold before me as i'm watching the show instead of hey here it is this is gonna to relate to the omega directive Woo-hoo.
1: can you oh it's just gonna be so cool yeah you know, you know, just- i know
0: but imagine the surprise as you were watching it to figure it out you're like oh yeah slow shock yeah just instead of oh hey well yeah that'd be great damn it why do i know this already damn
1: well, the Dis- discovery crew wouldn't know about Omega, yet Anyway, because the Lantaro thing didn't mm-hmm. happen until like twenty two ninety. They were long something. dead, yeah. So they were, well, <laughs> yeah. I guess they wouldn't have anything coming up on their displays with the giant Omega symbol, and that's it. Which, mm-hmm. when you think about it, you cast back your mind to the Omega directive and the Omega symbol showing up all over the place. It's like, what is this Omega? <laughs> this is this is totally not secret. <laughs>
0: Yeah, let's put it on every display. Oh, but nobody's supposed to know about it.
1: It's like, oh, wants this picture. <laughs> but imagine if it was only on one screen, and Janeway like alt-tabbed her way out of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Omega alt-tab. I'm watching. I'm watching this Chakotay camera I've got set up at his quarters. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my goodness!
1: I'll deal with you later. Who's getting in the shower? <laughs>
0: Can I get the IP address for that chicote camera?
1: <laughs> 74.656. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I would consider as much as we can probably talk about with that.
0: This is just hypotheticals that we've picked up on.
1: Super massive speculation,
0: but we had to talk about it because oh, if it's got if Voyager. It's be Voyager. Hello. Yeah.
1: And there's no <laughs> other Voyager podcasts. Well there there is a but
0: People versus Star Trek
1: Voyager. They wouldn't talk about it though.
0: No, they wouldn't.
1: I think I'm up to, I think I'm up to learning curve with that.
0: And season eight wouldn't talk about it either. Which if you're not listening to either one of those podcasts and you're a Voyager fan, what are you waiting for? And the Delta Flyers are not gonna be talking about it.
1: <laughs> oh gosh, no, they wouldn't even remember the episode.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> like,
0: what? We did that? <laughs> oh, Robbie Duncan
1: McNeil would be like, huh? <laughs> Jerry Ryan was on our show. <laughs> so, listeners, sorry about this being a bit of a shorter episode than you're used to from the Janeway. As we've said, that we've got to get this one recorded and edited and out pretty much straight away because it's two days after it was actually meant to be due out. So we wanted you to have something to listen to. And there isn't much to talk about around the Omega Directive it sort of Discovery trailer thing, but we just wanted to put out something for you. So thank you for tuning in to us. We do really appreciate it. Anyone who listens to our nonsensical ramblings is awesome <laughs> in our opinion, and we have been very nonsensical this episode. But yeah, Suzanne, where can we find you online? Uh
0: you can find me on Twitter at kjaneway 8 You can also find me at stained Sass if you like stained glass and Star Trek. You should check it out. And Liam, where can we find you around the network and
1: online? So you can find me elsewhere on Holosuite Media, hosting the Vedic Assembly, our Deep Space Nine podcast. You can find me on Twitter at LS74656. And I'm also hanging around in the Nexus, which is our listeners group, which you need to join, please, listeners, because we have so many shows. Uh, We've got shows covering the original series, Deep Space Nine, Us and Voyager. You've got Enterprise, Lower Decks, Discovery shows, Star Trek Online podcasts. We've got a book podcast starting up soon and also some lots of other bits and pieces.
0: Like, uh, do we have a Strange New Worlds podcast? Oh, yes. There's a Strange New Worlds. Yes, we do. It's it's you. I've totally
1: forgot about that.
0: And we're going to be recording a new episode (laughs) this coming week
1: oh no what's it gonna be what's it's it gonna a secret be? it's a secret okay mm-hmm. all right i will look out for it it better be uh, ethan peck porn okay <laughs>
0: <laughs> just remember to follow us on twitter at the jane underscore way and on facebook and our listeners group the nexus until next time remember to keep doing things not the right way not the wrong way but the Jane way Dismiss. That's a Starfleet expression for Get out. This show is brought to you by Holosuite Media. Computer, list other available Holosuite Media programs. Loading Sweet Preview Program
1: for... The Expanse, a Star Trek Enterprise podcast.
0: And then the second mention, again, love letter to TNG, when Archer and Tripp are sharing their scotch, and then Archer says, well, here's to the next generation. And I was like, oh!
1: Why are there so many nods in this episode for TNG fans like Amy to be like, oh, my God, yeah, next year? Yeah. They had movies and everything. They just had a film three years before or two years before. And yet I'm here as an Enterprise fan waiting for something. Right, <laughs> give me yeah. Anything, give me anything that makes me feel like, oh, yeah, four years of Enterprise.
0: Loading Hollow Sweet preview program for There
1: Are Four Questions, a Star Trek Spotlight podcast.
0: I think that connecting to other fans is a key way to realize that you're not the only one out there. Nobody can take away the characters that you identify with. See, I told you I was going to start crying. And um, no,
1: that's OK. This is a safe space.
0: <laughs> OK. Um, if humanity is kind of I think we're on the verge of changing our trajectory a little bit. And if we do that in the right way, the future that you're seeing on the screen will happen
1: loading Sweet preview program for ladies trek library women with a passion for star trek books
0: diane duane as a female writer had to put in which i liked having a a female in command you know a klingon because um we, we don't see that as much as the klingons with the klingons no, um, that's a good point. Uh, yeah, the uh, the, la- the Klingon landing party, the head of the Klingon landing party was a woman. And in the original series, we didn't really, did we even see, I don't think we saw any female Klingons in charge at all. Um, and even in the next generation. Computer, deactivate Holosuite.